Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Kira, welcome to you all, and welcome again to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Robbie. Nice to be back. It is good to be back. Kevin and I are pleased to be able to continue with settling in Dunedin with Citizens Advice Bureau, and it's been a bit of a strange time with COVID-19, hasn't it? It has, indeed. Yeah, and we're going to bring you information about your rights again, and that is something we've both missed doing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, how are you all? I hope you're all fine and and uh, coping. And we are back in the office, uh, but are not seeing people face to face, and that's because of volunteer safety. Um, we usually have a JP service on a Saturday and one on a Monday afternoon. That's suspended at the moment. Uh, look at Justice of the Peace dot. ORG.NZ, um, and that will tell you who the justices of the peace are in Dunedin who can help you with anything that you need signing. However, you can still contact us. We're on 03471 or the 0800 367 222. Um, you can email us, Dunedin at cab.org.nz or just go online, look us up, cab.org.nz and you can ask the little ask us questions and you can find out everything including what we're going to talk about. I'm going to tell you a tiny, tiny bit about information about visas. Um, Just something small which... uh, you might need to know, or you might not know it. You might know it, but you might want somebody else to tell you about it. Um, if you've got a work student or a visitor visa and it was to expire the 1st of April 2020 or earlier, um, and it's expired and you're still here and you can't leave New Zealand, just apply online for a new visa and an interim visa will be issued. So if you check out the Immigration New Zealand website, you can see all that there. If your visas were going to expire between the 2nd of April to the 9th of July 2020 inclusive, um, and you were still here on the 2nd of April, which a lot of you were, um, your visa has been automatically extended to the 25th of September 2020. And apparently a confirmation of this is going to be emailed to you and there's no fee for that extension. So anything else you need to know about visas, for goodness sakes, we urge you to go and look on the Immigration New Zealand website, which I am sure you're all familiar with. Um, That's all we're going to say about visas because Kevin and I are going to talk about redundancy and many of you, particularly in the Lakes District and here in Dunedin, have been or will be made redundant, along with a whole heap of other people. And some of you actually call New Zealand home, 
and it is your home and it's quite disheartening to find yourself without a job to pay for your accommodation and food. So we're going to help you a little bit to know your rights. We're not experts we're not lawyers. So what we're telling you is actually on um, our own website, Citizens Advice Bureau website, which you can look up, and Employment New Zealand website, and the Business New Zealand website. So shall we start, Kevin? Mm, why not? <laughs> so we're going to start with what process should an employer follow if they are considering redundancies? Well, first of all, your employer must go through a restructuring process first. He can't just wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to make everybody redundant. So they, the employer must go through the restructuring process first and then only proceed to a redundancy process if they decide that the redundancies will be necessary. Okay. So it's not a spur-of-the-moment thing. A right. lot of work has to go on prior to this this happening. Now, if there will be redundancies, the employer must write to the individual employees being made redundant. The letter to the redundant employees must include the notice period, which should say the same as what your agreement employment agreement has said. Ah, so so if you're, if in your employment agreement it says that if you are going to be made redundant, mm -hmm. you will be given a two-week, yes. a two-month or whatever yep. that you and the employer have agreed to at the signing of the employment contract. Okay, that makes sense. So so you he cannot or she cannot change that. That's in law. Uh, the last day of your employment should be in that letter, which should yep. correspond with right. the previous. And whether or not you will receive compensation. Now, not every employment contract does have a redundancy clause in it. Right, so, so they should read it. So if yours does, yeah. it must obviously again agree mm. with what's in your contract and also the sum of money that you will be given as a redundancy payment. Okay. So, so that's important. And also in the letter, there should be an offer from the employer to talk to you about it. So you can't just be given a letter and there's no more communication. Right. So th there must be an offer now, having made the offer, obviously an appointment would be made for yep. the, the talk to, to, to happen. So this is the chance for you, the employee, to ask questions about the redundancy, mm. why, and so on and so forth. And also you are allowed to have a representative or support person with you. So what kind of person is now, that, Kevin? if you belong to a union, mm -hmm. you can ask for a union person mm -hmm. to come along, and all unions have these people who are trained to come with you yeah. to ask all the questions which you may or may not know that you can ask, because sometimes there's a cultural thing here. Yeah. So having a, a trained rep from a union there with you is good. They yeah. can ask the questions 
which they know should be asked and right. and get the right answers. Okay. Or it can be just a support person, which is fine. So you're going to do the work. Yeah. So the support person is there really just to hold your hand and so on. So I could go with somebody? You could go with someone, mm-hmm. fine. But, but arguably, if you've got the option of going with a union spokesperson, that's the way to go Yeah, by far. Yep. Okay. Now, that's just the basic outline. There's yeah. a lot more to do. Uh, there's a lot more detail. And so instead of confusing with you with that at the moment, we would suggest, as Robbie said before, look up www.employment.govt.nz mm-hmm. and you'll find all the information on redundancy yep. there. Now, a warning, and I think mm-hmm. Robbie would agree with me, it's not the easiest website to follow. No, it's not. And also, although a lot of these websites have got um, the latest COVID-19 updates and so on, the basic law has not really been changed. No, it's the The basics are what you're working on and your contract, employment contract is the important thing, but your union person would know any more about the, the, the COVID. Yeah. Changes. So, so your legal rights are the same as you, before you, they legal... were before COVID nineteen. Yes, it's yep. just a little bit more details and possibly a little bit more humanity or or <laughs> kindness there than what the law. Well, one would hope. Yeah. yeah. Now, and in regard to uh, restructuring and redundancy uh, on the www.business .govt.nz website, yeah. there's more information there. And again. Um, that's not the easiest to follow. Well, it's, no, it's, it's not easy to follow, but to understand yeah. is not the easiest. No, some I think some of the um, uh, Employment New Zealand website does have some information in mm. other languages, which yes. is helpful. But you have to look for it. You've got to look for it, and there are some case studies which again are quite handy. Now, Robbie, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, <laughs> what qualifies as a genuine redundancy? Well, that is when the employer is making changes, like they all are at the moment, to enable the business to operate more efficiently and cost-effectively, and they should actually try to deploy the staff, that is, try and give them another job if they can, but because of COVID-19, that is the reason most of them are doing it at the moment, they often cannot do that. So you have to be quite prepared for that. That Whereas um, in some big organisations, when they do restructuring, uh, they will offer you another job. At the moment, sometimes they cannot. Mm-hmm. So that's a genuine redundancy, the actual effects of COVID-19 on a business. They can't operate properly. And many who are in the hospitality industry will know that, unfortunately, all too well. Um, a second question, if you don't mind, mm. is what is voluntary redundancy? Well, this is where you know that there is restructuring going on and the employer does say, is there anybody who actually wants to be made redundant without saying X, Y and Z are going to be 
made redundant, it gives you an opportunity if you decide, well, actually, I think I might actually uh, – become redundant and go and do something else. That's voluntary redundancy. You've chosen to be redundant. But it still has to be um, a genuine redundancy, not because he doesn't like the fact that you wear green or something. Mm -hmm. So it has to be genuine. Okay, that's fine. Now, um, are we going to talk at some stage about um, what the employer has to consider when they're thinking about restructuring? We sure are, and you're going to do most of the talking, I oh. think, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, uh, here, can I just read this um, case study to you yeah. just to give uh, people an idea of what a case study is? Um, right. I was made redundant, and my employment agreement says that I should get a payout equal to two weeks' pay. Now, if I received a pay cut due to COVID-19, how will this affect my redundancy payment? Okay, well, there's a short answer to this, and it's really short. If your hours have been reduced, then your redundancy payout will be reduced. And again, you can find this information out on the Employment New Zealand website. And it's pretty short, that answer, because that's exactly what happens, because that's what your pay had been. And usually the redundancy payment is based on your previous few weeks' pay. So unfortunately, that's how it goes. Okay. That's a bit rough. Very rough. But the law's the law, I guess. Now, last question here. Uh, again, I was made redundant and my employer asked me to use my annual leave to cover the notice period. Can they do that? Well, <laughs> this is an interesting one because it's cropping up all the time, in fact. We've had a few of these calls at our CAB. Um, if you are given notice to leave or you give notice to leave, your employer can either ask you... Um, to work two weeks through the notice period or not. And that's the or not. In either case, they have to pay you during the notice period. Um, the other option, so if you if you don't want to work through your notice period, okay, you'd be paid mm-hmm. if you were, but he can, your employer can ask you if you would take annual leave over the notice period. Now, if you don't agree, your employer can require you to if they give you two weeks' notice of this. Mm -hmm. And this is something I didn't know either. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching a Zoom meeting with the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment, and that question came up. So it's quite an important one. And you can actually talk to somebody in the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Education, employment about this and the number is 0800 20 90 20 and they also offer free mediation if you need to mediate your way out of that. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Right, we're looking at redundancy properly now and it's quite quite technical and just remember that we are not – Lawyers, so we're not actually giving you legal advice. We're just giving, telling you what it says on these websites and giving you some insight into how you can look it up. So, um, 
to end an employment relationship, how much notice must be given? Uh, well, how much notice is what is in your the employment contract? However, um, things now looking at this from mm. an employer yes. perspective, the things that the employer has to do in relationship to the employee and so on and so forth is to check that all redeployment and alternative options have been worked through with the employee. So so this is where we come to mm-hmm. the meeting as we talked about um, just before. Uh, and and he, the employer has to recheck that with the employee. Now also check what date the job is to be disestablished. Other questions with that, will it needed for, will it be needed for longer? So is there going mm. to be any changes in that date? Are there any options for the employee to stay on longer while further redeployment options are considered? Right, that's probably important. It's it's important because Mm. things can change. There there could be a new big order coming and so on. Um, Is the employee agreeable to continue working for a while and take redundancy later, which is a wee bit difficult in mm. that why should I bother working when I'm yep. being made redundant? <laughs> yeah. However, it it can sometimes have a beneficial effect. Yep. Things can change suddenly, particularly at this um, current time. Now, counselling support should yeah. be made available. Also, support to help the employee to write a curriculum vitae or a CV. Yeah. So that should be offered. Counseling should be offered. CV or resume support should be offered. Mm -hmm. Interview skill training should be offered. And any other training that may improve the employee's chance of um, future employment plus career advice. So all those sorts of things should be available to you, the employee, Provided by your employer. Okay, so that's good faith stuff, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Mm. Because, again, when we're talking redundancy, we could be talking to someone who's just entered the job or we could be somebody who's been in that job mm. for 30 years. Yeah. And the last time that they they did a CV, they had their marital status, they had their photograph, they had their <laughs> gender, all those sorts of things, which, of course, now are illegal. Yeah, and yep, also um, writing the CV is the, the art of writing a CV is quite tricky. It is, and it can be the the, the whether you get an interview yeah. or don't get an interview. And they sort of have um, fads of CVs. Some exactly, are pages long, and some are one page only. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. so you have to know what's going on around the workforce exactly. at the time, and, and mm. also how to dress and, and and so on. So things change. They do. Um, now, going back to your notice of redundancy, mm-hmm. um, if there's no specific clause in the employment agreement giving a period of notice. Um, reasonable notice must be given. Now, right. So you either have a contract which says you need two months or two weeks, yes. two days, yes. or you have nothing in your employment agreement, so we get to the reasonable notice, which asks the question, what is reasonable notice? So to answer that one, yeah. um, reason for the redundancy, the employer's length of service, 
So obviously, if you've been there 30 or 40 years, you're, you should be entitled to a longer redundancy period. Yeah. The principle is first and or last and first out. Uh, your seniority or and or re- remuneration package, custom practice and industry norms. So what actually happens within mm. that industry? Okay. So yeah. that's a little bit difficult. It is difficult. The, the others are uh, more concrete. The other ones um, – a little bit more, bit airy fairy, but it is <laughs> uh, also the employer's ability to find alternative employment. You now, know, again, that's a little bit airy fairy. That is very airy fairy, yes. and in the current climate, it's a bit scary. It, it, it's scary because <laughs> mm. no one knows from one day to another at the moment yeah. whether you've got a job or not. Yeah, and the amount of compensation to be paid, if any. Yeah, and as Kevin pointed out earlier, a lot of um, employment contracts now do not have any compensation for redundancy. Mm-hmm, exactly. But if you're one of the lucky ones and it's in your contract, um, make sure it's correct. Yes. yes. And, and what about the final payments that they get, Kevin? Well, this again um, is up to the empl- – unless you've got something in your employment agreement, Yeah then it's up to the employer and negotiation. Um, So, again, if we just digress Mm -hmm. slightly and put another or into this, Robbie, is hopefully you've seen now the importance of having an employment contract and also having someone to check it yes. before you sign. You don't have to sign it. No, you, you don't until somebody's gone You can get someone to it. check it, and it's mm. become more and more um, important to have that checked. Yeah. Who would check it? We, we do some, don't we? We, we, we do some. And um, Community Law Otago. Community Law Otago. Mm. And also, uh, if you belong to a union or you think of – Belonging oh, to a union. Join, joining one, the, yeah. The, the union will do it for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, final payments again. Now, again, we, we just talk, we've talked about that. Um, unused annual leave and salary with any other entitlements up to the end date is payable. So if you've got unused leave and yep. you can get paid up for that, any other little perks you may have, entitlements, again, you get paid out on the um, at the end of date. At the end of end of your employment. Exactly. And um, sometimes sometimes they don't require you to work out your notice no. either. And, and that's, you know, yeah. interesting yeah, well, that they don't again, do that. Again, sometimes it's better if you're going to go through redundancies to get to, to have a clean break. A clean break. But you should yeah. get all your holiday pay. All your holiday pay. Mm. Anything which you're entitled to. Any commissions, say mm. if, if you're on a commission yeah, basis, yes. any commissions you've earned prior to the redundancy right, notice good point. comes back to you. Mm. Uh, anything that you've paid for out of your own pocket for whatever reason must be refunded back to you and, and so on. So we get here completely to um, redundancy com- compensation that not everybody gets. How does uh, what does that say about that? Uh, it, it, a lot of it depends on the applicable employment agreement, 
and is a matter of negotiation. So again, mm. and, and the, the critical word, which I don't think we've mentioned yet, is good faith. Yes. So all yes. this this legislation yeah. uh, is the foundation of that. Is a, it's all supposed to be on good faith. It is indeed. Yeah. So yeah. and and negotiation. So you need to have patience to negotiate with your employee or your, your employer. employer. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of this is actually negotiation, isn't it? The, yes. the most important thing is that you should talk to your employer and mm. actually talk and discuss it because sometimes if there is a tricky situation where um, people are going to be made redundant and you go to meetings and you have talked with everybody else, some of you might come up with a really good solution for carrying the business forward that actually your employer hasn't thought of. And that's mm, exactly. that's that's yeah. the um, that is the crux of the matter. You talk to them, and mm-hmm. you keep that dialogue going because it's it's not just good faith on the part of the employer; it's good faith on the part of the employee exactly. as well. How and just finally on that one, the yep. employer can require the employee to work out their notice. They can indeed. So as as much as it may be difficult and stressful, um, again. It's up to the employer on on that one. Um, We might just have time to have a wee look at um, what I was talking about, modifying employee agreements, but we're going to actually run out of bit of run out of time, Um, the main thing is what Kevin said, is to deal with each other in good faith. And... um, and it does say that in the current situation um, during this COVID-19 period um, that there may be circumstances where consultation on changes uh, can be drawn out if the employer generally needs to make rapid adjustments to cope with their circumstances. Um, I think some of you have already probably dealt with this, haven't they? Mm, yes. Yeah, because yes. um, we know that in the Lakes District Quite a few of you have lost your jobs and are looking to find other ways. And don't forget that if you keep looking at the Immigration New Zealand website, particularly looking at the COVID-19 details, they are changing all the time. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have time to actually do this one. Well, Um, we just just say, Robbie, we are running out of time. We are. Um, If you are facing financial difficulties, um, the wage supplement through work and income has been extended for um, another – I'm not quite sure. Well, it's until September. September, yeah. Yeah. So you can talk about that with your employer. Also remembering, um, again – Financial hardship, work and income, the benefit system is there, and um, reduction of hours, all sorts of things. So, if things that like that is happening to yeah. you, your hours are being reduced or redundancy or whatever, um, contact your local. Well, your local CAB. CAB, <laughs> <laughs> and we can we can um, set you on the path towards. Mm. Uh, well, we're not going to do it for you, but we're going to help you help get you. there. Exactly. We're going to give you a bit of a shove yeah. so the, that the, you can figure it out. The main thing to out. remember, I think, is yeah. help us out there yeah. and access it. It is. It is indeed. So, good luck, everybody. Give us a call if you need help, and you'll get some from us. Thanks very much, Kevin. Fine, Robbie. Thank you. Cheers. 
RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.